Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to St Paul's online service. Uh, whether you've been watching every week since lockdown or whether this is the first time, you're very, very welcome. Lots of our musicians have been working together uh, from their own homes. Very grateful to Josh for doing all the editing and putting them all together. Let's pray before we start to worship in song. Lord God, our Father, we praise you that your love for us is constant, each one of us, whoever we are. Send your spirit on us now as we worship you. May our praise bring glory to you. And as we worship, will you prepare our hearts and our ears to hear and receive what you want to say to us today. And we offer this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. i uh-huh. 
continuing today to look through the story of the earlier church in Acts and today we've reached Acts chapter 10 and the story of Cornelius. Uh, before Kate introduces it to us we're going to watch a video version of the story now. Cornelius was a man who lived in Caesarea. He was an officer in the Roman army, and he and everyone in his house worshiped God. Cornelius helped other people, and he always prayed to God. One afternoon, Cornelius saw a vision of an angel of God coming to him. The angel said, Cornelius. Cornelius was afraid. He looked at the angel and said, what is it? The angel said, God has heard your prayers and he has seen how you help others. Then the angel instructed Cornelius to send for a man named Peter, who was in the city of Joppa. Cornelius sent two of his servants and one soldier to Joppa. The next day, as the servants and soldiers were nearing the city, Peter went up on the roof of the house to pray. He was hungry, but while he was waiting for the meal, Peter saw a vision. In this vision, Peter saw something like a large sheep coming down from heaven. In the sheep were all kinds of animals, reptiles, and birds. Then a voice said to him, Get up, Peter. Kill and eat. No, Lord, Peter said. I have never eaten anything that is not clean or not used for food. Again, a voice said to him, God has made these clean. Do not call them unfit to eat. This happened three times, and then the whole thing was taken up into heaven. Peter tried to understand what the vision meant. Then the men Cornelius had sent arrived at the gate. They explained that Cornelius had seen a vision and an angel instructed him to send for Peter. So the next day, Peter went with the men to Caesarea. When Peter got to Cornelius' house, he began to speak. Peter explained that God does not consider people to be better than others. God had sent good news to the Israelites. Jesus is Lord of all. Everyone who believes in Jesus will have their sins forgiven, Peter said. While Peter said this, the Holy Spirit came down on those who heard the message. Not just the Jewish people, but the Gentiles or non-Jews too. The Jewish believers were amazed. Cornelius, his friends, and his relatives were baptized in the name of Jesus. And Peter stayed with him for a few days. God showed Peter that just as there is no clean and unclean food, there are no clean and unclean people. God calls believers to tell everyone the good news about Jesus, no matter who they are or where they come from. Jesus is Lord of all.
Good morning St Paul's, I'm Kate, I'm the Youth Minister here at the church and I've just popped down to Quench which is our youth room and while I've been down here I've spotted a few famous faces um, doing a few jobs around the place so I just thought it might be fun if you had a little guess to see if you could figure out who the famous faces are. So here we go. Okay our first one is by the sink, she's a very famous lady she wears a nice tiara and beautiful earrings. Here she is, the Queen. Wonderful, thanks Queenie for doing the washing up. Okay, next person is just around this corner. Um, I think she's getting a little drink from our drinks cabinet. She is another very famous, beautiful lady. Got some beautiful dance moves. It is Beyonce, welcome Beyonce to Quench. Okay, where's our next person? Just around this corner, playing a game of pool. He looks like he'd be wonderful at playing. Yeah, rules a very important country, does a very important job. It's Donald Trump. Hello, Mr. Trump. And our final person uh, is over by the Bibles. Uh, we're just having a little, little bit of trouble locating him. There he is, um, by the Bibles, having a little read. Not his usual habitat, it is Jonathan G. So I hope you enjoyed that game of um, find and guess the famous faces in Quench. Thank you to uh, Hannah for all your help. Um, I wonder if you're wondering what on earth does today's Bible reading have to do with that game that we've just played? Well, let me tell you. Um, Adam is going to be looking over the uh, rest of Acts chapter 10 um, later on in this service. But I just wanted to focus on three verses that really stood out to me when I read this chapter. I'm going to be reading them from these, our youth Bibles, um, and it's Acts chapter 10. And the first um, couple of verses are 25 and 26. So it says this, as Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter pulled him up and said, stand up, I'm a human being just like you. And then the next couple of verses um, are in verses 34 and 35 and they say this, Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favouritism. In every nation he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. Now, for me, those verses really stood out um, because in this chapter we see Cornelius, who's a very important man in charge of um, an army, and we meet Peter, who is um, equally very important. He's a follower of Jesus, he's telling people about Jesus and how important he is. Um, but for Cornelius, meeting Peter is almost too much. Um, I don't know if you've ever met a famous person or someone that you're a bit in awe of. Um, I remember a while ago when the Queen came to open the Justice Centre, she definitely waved at me in the crowd, 100%. And, um, and I was a bit like, oh, wow, the Queen waved at me. Um, and it felt um, quite exciting. What if she'd spoken to me? I don't know what I would have done. Probably not been able to answer her. 
Um, but often when we see people who are famous or people who are important or we have a lot of respect for, often that can make us feel a bit, um, a bit inferior, a bit like we're not as important as them, a bit like, wow, they do these incredible jobs or they're these incredible Christians and I can't possibly match up to that. I'm, I'm just not the same as them. But what I love about these verses is um, Peter reminds us that for God there is no favouritism. God doesn't see me as any different to the Queen or any different to Donald Trump or Jonathan or Beyonce. Um, each of us have our special skills, each of us are made differently, um, but God loves us all the same. And for me, that's just such an important thing um, to hear. So the thing that I just want to leave you with um, today is that um, whether you feel like you're really on fire for God at the moment, whether you feel like you're far away from him, um, whether you're somewhere in between, or whether you're just starting to figure out who Jesus is and discover whether um, this is a person you want to follow, um, wherever you are on that scale, God loves you. He has no favourites. He has no one that he loves more or is more proud of. He loves us all equally. And that's what I love about these verses. So why don't we just have a pray for a moment that those verses would speak into our lives. Father, thank you for Cornelius. Thank you for Peter. Thank you for um, this story. And God, we pray that we would um, know that there is no favouritism in your eyes. You love all people equally, whatever our gender, whatever our race, wherever we live, whatever we do for a job, wherever we go to school, whatever our lives are like, God, you love us all equally. And I pray that each of us would be really assured of that this week, that we would know you love us and you are proud of us. Amen. Okay, we are now going to sing it. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God. Our God is a great big God and he holds us in his hands. Our God is a great big God. Holds 
name is Katie and I'm the Children's Minister at St Paul's. We're going to pray together today using some Makaton sign language to help us. Now I'm really new to this so I might make a few mistakes or I might be a bit slow to do it but that's okay because we're all learning together. Uh, the way it works is I will give you something to think about and then I will say a short prayer using the Makaton sign language and I'll say that prayer twice. So the first time you can watch and the second time you can try and join in with the signing. So the first thing I'd like you to do today is to think of three things in creation that you want to say thank you for. So three things God's made that you want to say thank you for. Have a think. Have you got your three things? Mine are uh, dairy milk chocolate, trees and rivers. Uh, so let's say together, thank you God for our beautiful world. Thank you God for our beautiful world. The next thing I'd like you to do is think of something you want to say sorry for. We all do things that we know we shouldn't, we make the wrong choices. But when we say sorry, God forgives us. So have a think of something that you want to say sorry to God for now. And we'll say, sorry God, for when I make unsafe choices. Sorry God, for when I make unsafe choices. The next thing I want you to do is to show God in your head a picture of someone you know who needs help. It could be help of any sort. They might be ill, they might be struggling with money, they might be struggling with something that they can't stop doing. Uh, but just think of someone that you know who needs help and show God a picture of them in your head. And we'll say, please help our friends and family. Please help our friends and family. The last thing we're going to do is to think of someone you know who doesn't know Jesus. And again, you might like to show them a picture or you might just like to say uh, their name in your head, tell God about them. But think of someone you know who doesn't know Jesus. And together we will say, Jesus, help us to shine your light in the world. Jesus, help us to shine your light in the world. We're going to finish our prayers today with the words of the Lord's Prayer. Now, I don't quite know the makaton to this, so we will just use the signs, uh, the actions that we normally do at St Paul's and uh, that we know and love. So let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.
worship you. I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here, touching Stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. 
never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop.
At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian Regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. One day, at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? he asked. The angel answered, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa. About noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat, and while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheep being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals, as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheep was taken back to heaven. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. They called out, asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you, so get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. Peter went down and said to the man, I am the one you're looking for. Why have you come? The men replied, We have come from Cornelius the centurion. He is a righteous and God-fearing man who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to ask you to come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. Then Peter invited the men into the house to be his guests. This is the word of the Lord. Well, good morning. My name is Adam. I'm one of the clergy at St Paul's. And in a moment, we're going to think about this passage. But I wonder if you can remember the Green Cross Code. I'm just trying to teach it to our son Jacob at the moment. Uh, and it's the idea that before we cross the road, we stop, we look around and we listen to hear if we can hear anything coming. Those three words, stop, look and listen, are the three I want to focus on this morning from this passage. But before we do that, let's go inside. So stop then. We read in verse 9 that Peter goes to the rooftop to pray before he gets the vision that he has. He takes the time to stop and to draw near to God. And I wonder if that's part of your daily rhythm, whether you have a time each day where you stop and you draw near to God and allow him to speak to you. Uh, lockdown has thrown all of our routines out the window, I expect. It certainly did with us. I'm now on my green chair in uh, my study at the top of my house. This is now where I come to every morning to stop and to draw near to God's word. Do you have a time and a place where you can do that? Or has that routine gone out the window with lockdown or maybe even it was never formed before? If you were here with us a couple of years ago, you'll know that Jonathan and Juliet wrote some guides to having a daily quiet time over Lent. 
Uh, they're still available, they're on our website on the prayer page, you'd be really welcome to find them. I can thoroughly encourage you to do so, they are excellent. What a really wonderful way to help us to start to do and form these new habits. The psychologists tell us uh, that forming new habits can take up to 66 days, but it's so worth it. Daily feeding on God's word uh, and drawing near to him. And crucial to this is that it's not about uh, turning God up, enabling us to hear him more clearly, but it's about turning everything else down. And so when I sit in my green chair here each morning, I turn off my computer, I turn off my phones, I close the door to my study, I turn off the radio, and I sit in the quiet and I listen. So do you have a place where you stop and you pray each day? And if not, let me encourage you to do so uh, today. Then we move on to look and listen. We're gonna look at these two things together. Firstly, look. As we stop, it's good for us to look at God's word together. Maybe this is through a daily Bible reading or through a uh, passage of scripture that we want to look at uh, as a whole. However it is, God speaks more clearly and most often through his word. And so daily reading his word is so vital to our walk with God. We also need to listen as well. Listen to God, what, what God will say through his word, but listen to how he will speak to us in so many different ways as well. We might hear him speak, we might see a picture, we might feel a sensation in our body, we might know something in our knower. However it is that the Lord speaks, he speaks to his children and hearing him speak should be our expectation and not our exception. Jesus says in John's gospel, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. If we're to know God's voice, we need to practice this daily, hearing him speak and following what he has to say to us. So we're to stop, find a time each day to stop. We're to look at his word and we're to listen to what he has to say to us. But I've always thought it a bit odd because the green cross code surely has a fourth step. Of course we should stop, sure, of course we should look, and of course we should listen. But if we didn't act, I'd still be stood on the pavement outside. I need you to cross the road in order to get home. Equally, when the Lord speaks to us, as he does to Peter and Cornelius in this passage, we need to act as well. Cornelius has it a little bit easier. The angel tells him exactly what to do and he does it. Peter gets a vision that speaks into what he needs to do. He knows what he needs to do because of the vision. Both cases, they've heard the Lord speak and they've acted. Particularly in Peter's case, this brought him well out of his comfort zone. It says that it was against the law for him as a Jew to associate himself with Cornelius a Gentile. And yet he hears the Lord speak he knows that it's the thing he's called to do, and so he does it anyway. I wonder if the Lord is calling you to do something that's out of your comfort zone at the moment. Maybe he's asking you to speak to somebody that you might not normally speak to about your faith. Maybe he's asking you to walk in a different direction, maybe with your job, or maybe with another aspect of your life. The Lord sometimes calls us out of our comfort zone, but it is for our good and for our growth. We hear about the, uh, it is in the fire that the iron is formed. Uh, I said uh, last week that I have a new job in Portsmouth that I'll be going to in a couple of months 
time, I actually applied for two jobs. Uh, the, the other job that I applied for was a fantastic job in a wonderful church. Uh, but for me at least, as I looked at the job description, it was very much in my comfort zone. It would be very, not necessarily easy, but a lot easier to step into and would feel very comfortable. The job that I have got and I'm going to feels far further out of my comfort zone than, uh, than I might otherwise like. But as I said to you last week, and so many times over the last 12 months or so, the Lord has so clearly called Jess and I into that role that I know that uh, it's where he wants me to go, even if it's out of my comfort zone. When I was ordained, uh, the bishop said that we cannot do anything in our own strength, but only by the grace and power of God. And I think that the Lord calls us out of our comfort zone so that he can work wonderfully through us and so that we need to rely on him more. Peter needed to rely on the Lord as he went uh, to Cornelius's house and on into this passage. Maybe today the Lord is calling us out of our comfort zones so that we might trust him and rely on him more. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you so much for this story. We thank you for the faithfulness of Cornelius and Peter. We thank you that they heard you speak and they acted. Lord, we pray that you would help us to find times each day to stop, to look at your word, to listen to you, and to act as you ask us to. Would you draw near to us and help us to know your powerful work in us and through us. And would you give us strength to step out of our comfort zones, knowing that you go before us and that you call us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Worthy of every song we could ever sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Jesus, the name above every other name Jesus, the only one who could ever save Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Oh, we live for you Holy, there is no one like you there is none besides you Open up my eyes in wonder And show me who you are And fill me with your heart And lead me in your love To those around me Worthy of all the praise 
our service with a prayer together. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your great love for us. As Kate reminded us earlier that you love us all, whether we're 
rich or poor or black or white or male or female or young or old, all of us are made in your image and you love us and we thank you. We pray for grace to follow your leading and grow closer to you day by day. Thank you for Peter's example in listening to you and obeying what you said, even at some cost, and for the way you used him to take the gospel to Cornelius. We pray for us individually and together at St Paul's that you will lead us on in the days that lie ahead. May we grow closer to you, may we keep in step with your leading, and use us, we pray, to share your great love to everyone we come into contact with. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Now receive this prayer of blessing from God. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look kindly on you and give you his peace. So may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit rest upon you and shine through you this day and forevermore. Amen. As always, in a few minutes time at 11 o'clock, there'll be a chance to meet and talk together over Zoom using the link that Jan sent out in her email. Uh, then this evening at half past six, we have a communion service in our building at church. There are limited numbers, but there are still a few places available. You can sign up online or you could take your chances and turn up. We obviously uh, have to restrict the numbers to keep people safe, but if you would like to come to a said communion service, please bring a mask there. We're all required to wear those. Uh, you are very welcome. And I look forward to seeing some of you this evening and some of you in a few minutes on Zoom. <laughs>